the Dandavat again, uh, Dandavat Maharaj, and Shamasaki Dandavat. It's nice to see all of you here. And today we will have a different uh, type of lecture because today will not be my lecture. Today will be lectures by uh, the other devotees. And uh, maybe, maybe uh, Sakirati, would you like to begin? Of course. <laughs> I try to keep it to about 10 minutes so that we will have time okay. for everybody. Okay. So thank you so much for this unwanted opportunity. And um, I will chant the Mangala Charan that we usually chant Sri uh, Chaitanya Sangha. I shared the file on the chat. So if you want to read it, it's page, I think eight and nine from, from the PDF. Om Magyana Timirandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Jakchuru Militam Gena Tasmai Shri Gurve Namaha Siddhanto Parasaranityarasikam Amsam Vilasatmakam Audarya Kyatsudama Sevakadanam Vishwam Babanti Pradam Yakcha Yukti Vichatra Nantra Gabido Vaishta Shaktya Sada Vandeham Tripurari Namakayatin Shri Bhakti Vedantinam Namaun Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prestaya Bhutale Swami Shri Bhakti Vedanta Prabhupada Yate Namaha Guru Vagyam Shri Rasvitvita Shaktya Veshas Farupine Hare Krishna Timantrena Paschatra Prachatarine Vishvacharya Pravayaya Devyakarunya Murtaye Shri Bhagavata Madhurya Gita Gyana Pradayine Gura Shri Rupa Siddhanta Sarasvati Nidshevine Radha Krishna Parambhoja Bringaya Gurave Namaha Devam Devyotaram Suchandravaranam Balarka Chilanchitam Sandrananda Puransadeka Varanan Vairagya Vidyam Buddhin Shri Siddhanta Nidin Subhaktila Sitam Sarasvatanam Varan Vandetam Chupadam Madeka Sharanam Vyashishvaram Shri Taram Pancha Kalpataruvyascha Kripa Sindhu Vyayavacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namu Namaha Thank you and welcome all of you. There are many. And um, yeah, so <laughs> I was thinking like, 
Oh, what can I talk about? I don't know anything enough to talk about. So I was thinking on a very, very beautiful verse that I really love to hear that um, Nitai Das, he's a Swedish guru that I'm, I know since many years. He has an ashram in Radakun. And he always chants this verse like before, after, during chanting, before the classes. And it's Harernam, 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 Evakevalam, Kalao, Nasteva, 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 Gatir, Anyata. And it's um, a verse that uh, Mahaprabhu has quoted from Brihan Naradya Purana when uh, Sarvabhama Bhattacharya asked him, asked him how to perform bhakti in now. And it says just by chanting the holy name. So I remember that I gave a class some years ago in Sofia about chanting Japa. And I thought, hmm, so I can listen to that and just take something nicely, nicely uh, said, and then I will just repeat it. So I listened to the class and I really didn't like it. It sounded like a um, six-year-old girl talking about quantum physics to high school people. So I will spare for, from this experience. But instead, I'm, I'm cooking very nicely. And uh, Brigupat say that every one of us knows how to do at least something. And so I will talk about cooking prasadam. And uh, I will not uh, talk about the rules and regulation for that. You can listen to Padmanabha Maharaj series about um, the Vaishnava etiquette. But I can share with you some small um, cooking secrets that I have <laughs> because we all we are all cooking for Krishna. So um, I don't want to have any secrets. We should all cook very wonderfully for him. So first of all, usually I, not always, but I try always to remember to chant the Pranamanta for Radharani. Tatvakanchana Gorangi, Radhe Vrindavaneshvari, Rishabhanu Sutadevi Pranamami Hari Priye. And try to get in the mood of service, which is, Sometimes easy, sometimes very hard. And you know, like when I was in Madhuvan and I cooked for Gurmaraj, when he was there, it was always very much different than when he's not there, even though I'm trying to cook for him and for the deities uh, because I have uh, the deities at home. But when like Gurmaraj is there, I definitely put like way more um, attention and love and I try to cook what he really likes, but it, 
in my home, I can't really just cook with Gourmet legs all the time. So what I do instead, I'm cooking for Shamananda, who is my husband, who is very dear to Guru Maharaj, and he's a great devotee. So I try to put all the love I have in preparing the food, knowing that it's for Krishna, but because my mind needs some setup, um, like realistic setup in front of me, then I always think um, putting a lot of love and care for Vaishnava uh, that lives with me. That said, um, something more practical. I, I like very much to try new recipe, try new things. And um, there is a very, a kind of rule, let's say, or secret, or however you want to call it, where that I always keep in mind while cooking, which is that every dish I cook has to have a round test, taste in your mouth. What that means, that means that we have to satisfy all the tongue buds, taste buds are called, like, um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> so even if I cook sweet, I will put a little bit of salt and a little bit of sour. And when I cook salty also, I put a little bit of uh, sweetener, a little bit of chili powder or Italian black pepper, which is very hot. And, um, and this gave gives a very round and complete taste. Always put some nice um, fat also in order to absorb and, um, and fulfill um, all your mouth. And um, of course, with the experience, you will learn where to put more of something or less of something else. And like the sour test doesn't have to be lemon, for example, like tomatoes are also sour. So if you put tomatoes, then uh, you can consider that sour satisfied in your mouth. And talking about tomatoes and other vegetables too, I always um, season the vegetables I use or ingredients I use separately. So if I do a sabji, I don't put like at the end or whenever salt for all this, all the ingredients together. Like if I do a sabji with eggplants, zucchini and tomatoes, the eggplant needs a little bit more cook time than the zucchini. So I start with the eggplants where I always put a little bit of sweetener because um, it is exaltating, exalt the taste of eggplants and rosemary also. Then I add zucchini, which where I add oregano, which uh, and paprika powder spice because it's very, very good. And then 
whenever I use tomatoes, I always marinate them first, separately from anything else, with olive oil, a touch of vinegar, oregano, salt, black pepper, and that's it. Yes. And usually I marinate at least for 20 minutes, but usually it's way longer. Like it's usually the first thing I do before cooking. So it can stay there even a couple of hours. And then I add them at the end. When you cook vegetables also, in order to not lose all the water that is inside, I put salt like not at the end, but around three quarter of the cooking time. And uh, what else? If you are cooking like Italian pizza or focaccia or nice bread, we usually always add the fat part, which can be oil usually olive oil for Italian dishes, always at the end after the, the dough has, I don't have the English word for that, but after 15, 20 minutes, the, the flour start changing uh, the chemical things inside. I don't know how to say in English, but yeah, after 15, 20 minutes that the dough is made then we add the fat part and um, yeah these are the things that i wanted to share i think i spoke for 10 minutes is that correct can you say it yeah so i thank all of you i hope every one of you will cook with a lot of love for Grumorage or whoever devotee you love and it's near to you. And uh, thank you. Thank you very much for this. Uh, let's give some appreciations. Uh, Karen, say something. Yeah. Um, oh, it was very interesting. Actually, I learned a lot. Um, so <laughs> and it's funny because I, I just ate before I came and I want to go make some more food now. <laughs> but no, I really like your personality shines through very beautifully. Uh, and it had a very nice personal touch because of so I, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, one more thing, maybe uh, um, Maharaha, do you want to, to, to give some one appreciation? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I learned a lot from that class. That was really, really good. I really appreciate all the details. And I never even thought of half of the things. And I definitely didn't do it the way you said. So I, I'm going to try all those things. They were that was so good. Thank you. Thank you. Do you want to go next, Maharaha? Okay, I can do that. Um, 
Um, okay. So I'll try to keep it at 10 minutes. Um, I offer my respectful obeisances to my spiritual master, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, and my Shiksha Gurus, Tripurari Swami and um, Padmanabha Swami. And I, my appreciation and obeisances to Brigupad Prabhu for helping me to have the courage to do this. This is my third class in 50 years. So hopefully everyone will be kind to me. But I, I'm not afraid because I'm in this Sangha now. <laughs> so I think I can do this. <laughs> um, so I'm going to speak today on Brigupad's um, request or just uh, suggestion about Srinivasacharya and Ramachandra Thakur. Um, so Srinivasacharya one day was sitting by his pond near his house and he saw a wedding party pass by and um, the bridegroom was so beautiful. He had um, extraordinary beauty like lotus eyes and golden colored uh, skin just so many beautiful features. And he said out loud, he said, such a person should be serving Krishna. Otherwise, his life is useless. And Ramachandra was that person. And he heard, overheard Srinivas. So he, we stayed a night at this Brahmin's house. And then the next morning, he went to Srinivas and he told him, he offered his obeisances and he said, I couldn't help thinking about everything you said last night, about what you said last night. So I wanted to come and meet you. And um, Srinivas related to him that in his past life, or before, they were close associates and that they were now meeting again um, after a long time. So he initiated him in the Krishna Nam and he sang Krishna's Leelas to him and he gave him Vaishnava literature. And he told him he would be a lover of Radha and Krishna, and he would be very close with Naratam. He would meet Naratam in Vrindavan. And he said that Naratam and him were one soul, and they were Param Bhagavats. And um, so Srinivas, he was married, and he had two wives, three sons, and one daughter, Hamalata. Himalata. And Himalata had, and this book is by, I'm sorry, I forgot to tell you the name of the book. <laughs> it's called um, Karnananda, and it's by Yadunandan Das. And Yadunanda was told all about uh, Ramachandra by um, Himalata, the daughter of Srinivas. So um, one of the wives that I'll be mentioning a lot is Ishwari Takarani. His other wife was Garanga Priya. And he had three sons and one daughter. And so Srinivas is famous for his journey to Purushottama with the Goswami's books. And um, when he was trying to um, deliver the books, some bandits um, sent by the king had uh, gotten, thought that he had some, well, they delivered this to the king, but he, they thought he had some special jewels and treasures. So they stole his packages and <clears throat> when the king got them he noticed 
they were spiritual books. So he, um, he just kept them and felt kind of bad that he did that. And then Srinivas got word that the king had the books. So he went to the king and he was outside the king's palace. He was outside the room that the king was in and he heard a Brahmin reciting the Puranas. And he also heard him reciting the Brahmara Gita and he noticed that it was pretty defective. So he went inside and he um, mentioned to the king, he corrected the Brahmin's mistakes to the king and the king loved what um, Srinivas was saying and um, these the, he was correcting him on the Goswami's conclusion. So um, the king loved everything and he went and offered his obeisances to Srinivas and asked for his blessings and his and he also got initiated by Srinivas. His name he was King Sri Virahamvira, but Srinivas named him Krishna. And he also initiated his wife, who really wanted to take shelter of Srinivas as well. And um, yes, when Hamlata was telling Srinivas about Ramachandra, I forgot to mention this, she said that he was full of love and kindness, and he was a psychiatrist, and he was very grave. Um, and then one day, Srinivas was um, glorifying Krishna, and his wives were thinking, they were sitting by him, and they were thinking how fortunate they were to have such an attractive and exalted husband. And um, as he was saying his pastimes, speaking these pastimes of Krishna, he went into a, an ecstatic trance and he fell on the ground and he started calling out Sri Gaurachandra, Rupa Goswami, Sanatan Goswami, Gopal Bhatta Goswami. And then um, he fell into a really deep meditation and um, his breathing actually looked like it had stopped. And um, he it looked like his breathing had stopped and he couldn't, there was no quivering in his belly. And they just thought, what's going on with him? The wives were suffering so much. They were rolling on the ground and feeling so much sadness. And um, they, but they remember, but um, yeah. So what happened is, um, what happened was he was in deep meditation and he was meditating on Rod and Krishna's pastimes in the water and um, he was looking at Srinivas was seeing all the beautiful gopis and, and they were decorating Krishna with special ornaments and they were splashing each other in the water and uh, and uh, Sri Lavanga Manjari and Sri Rupa Gos uh, Manjari and Sri Guna Manjari and Sri Rati Manjari were standing on the bank and they were watching all these pastimes and um, Srinivas was enchanted by the gopis' beauty and their sweet talks and the water fights. And um, at that time, he saw Krishna steal their garments and they had to go rescue their garments. And um, Radharani, she was, um, after she uh, dressed, um, she lost her nose stud, but nobody noticed. And um, then they all went into the Kunjava, Kunjavana. I don't know if I'm saying it right, Kunjavana. And um, in there, Brinda was giving 
fruits and flowers and um, special prasadam and sweets to all the gopis. And um, then they noticed, oh, Radha's nose ring is lost. And um, so Rupamanjari uh, and um, Gunamanjari, who's Gopal Bhatti Goswami, um, he, uh, they winked at Sri Mani Manjari, and that's Srinivas. And they said, you know, they told her, go, go get the, go look for that nose stud, because she was good at finding Radha's lost articles. And so, um, but when she went out there, she couldn't find it. She, um, she didn't know where it was. So that's why Srinivas was in this deep meditation, and he didn't come out for three days. And, um, so, but, and they were just going, the wives were just going mad, like, this is, this is terrible. But then um, Ishwari, she, she calmed down a bit because she remembered something. And then everyone said, you're calming down. What's going on? You must know something. And she said, yes, I remember that Srinivas told us that um, Ramachandra knew everything about him. And I had a dream recently that he was coming today and as soon as she said that he walked in the door and he told them that he was going to go into meditation with Srinivas and that after two hours if he didn't come back then you should chant in his ear so meanwhile everyone just chanted and he put this cloth over both of them and Ramachandra went into meditation with Srinivas, and he saw, he knew where the snow stud was. So he told Srinivas, it's, it's under a, a lotus leaf, and um, it fell on Radha and Krishna's feet. And they, um, when they stepped away, it went under a lotus leaf. So he went to get it, and he brought it to um, Mani Manjari, Srinivas, and they both ran to Radharani and returned the nosed and she was overjoyed. And um, she gave them, she gave Srinivas um, Acharya some betel leaves that they had chewed, her and Krishna. And so he wrapped them in his dhoti. And so then after a couple hours, the wives um, chanted loudly in Srinivas's ear and he came back to consciousness, and so did Ramachandra. And she wanted to know what went on. Well, first Srinivas and Ramachandra went and spoke in private some more about the what they just experienced. And then uh, Ishwari wanted to know more. So he, she asked Srinivas if he could tell her what happened. And so he did, and he brought Ramachandra and Srinivas to a separate room and he gave them some of these betel leaves because he had brought them back with him. <laughs> and so um, she had so much respect for Ramachandra and um, the others. There's a lot more. This, well, there's a few more things to say, but I don't want to go past my time. And I did want to say that the king also had come when Srinivas was not um, coming back and his disciples, and they were all worried. But the king, um, uh, Srinivas told Ramachandra that he should help the king to have love for Krishna. So 
Uh, Ramachandra just always instructed the king about uh, what to do as a Vaishnava and how to be as a devotee. And then him and his wife became, you know, first-class devotees, and they always worshipped the Vaishnavas. And, um, yeah, so that's, I, I guess... I guess that's about all I should say. I think I've already done my 10 minutes, but um, it was a wonder, wonderful giving my class, even though it's new for me. Vancha kabaturubas jakubas inabiyavacha patitanam bhavanibyo vaishnabibyo namon ma. Thank you so much for being such a kind audience. I wasn't even scared <laughs> for the first time ever. <laughs> Thank you so much for this. <laughs> this was beautiful. Thank you. This was absolutely be beautiful and so much feeling. And you were so beautiful when you were telling this story. It was wonderful. Any other appreciations? Maybe Namarasana, do you want to say something? Uh, I really love it. Uh, it was really, really beautiful stories about Srinivas, and I'm always uh, it's so nice to listen some stories about great personalities because we can uh, see their devotion, uh, their authentic personality, their love, and it, it increases, uh, definitely increase our faith, yes? So I think it's very important to listen to such a story because the philosophy is like a living entity yeah, in this situation. That we really feel this emotion and we really feel this people, this person. So when Maharha uh, Devi told us the story, yes, I really feel this, this kind of emotion which she really tried to uh, give us a little bit. So I really like this. And uh, I also uh, very much uh, like uh, Sakya Rati presentation because Sakya Rati uh, has told us about something which she's really expert. Yes, because she's really good cooker. And I think it's very important in the beginning to talk about the things which you are really feel comfortable. Yes, and yeah, I taste her prashadam, and it's not only about uh, that it's good food, but you really could feel her devotion, her, she just puts her heart uh, when she's cooking. So it was really, very, very nice presentation also. Thank you, Rasana. Maharhadeviki Jai. Maybe Gornarayan, do you want to go next? Sure, I can go. Uh, can you all hear me? Okay. Omagyana Timurandasya, Gyanan Jana Shalakaya, Chakshu, Minitam Yena, Tasmai Shu Gurave Namaha. So I want to speak about Vakimino Thakur's wife um, because, well, they're kind of the only couple in our lineage, I guess. Everyone else is sannyasis. So I thought it would be interesting to talk about them, their relationship, and well, her specifically. Um, so he actually married twice. Uh, his first wife, his first wife was named Shamani, and they were they were married as children. He was twelve and she was five, and it was pretty common to be married or for children to be married 
um, back then, they would uh, use astrology to figure out if they were a match and then they would marry them and then they'd move in together when they were adults. Um, but she was, she became sick when she was like 16 and passed away. And like almost a year after giving birth to their first child. And um, he was pretty sick at the time and his mother was old. So they had trouble raising um, that child. So he, it's, it's described in the seventh Goswami book that he prayed to God for help. And while he was praying, he was getting a conception of God that was both impersonal and personal. And he couldn't understand how you could have both. Um, but then two months later, he um, remarried and he, to somebody named Lalita, who was the daughter of Ganyamanya Roy from the village of Jakpur. And uh, she later was given the name Srimati Bhagavati Devi. And I don't know if she was initiated or it doesn't say who her guru was in the book. I couldn't find information. And, uh, but it's described that she was a sincere Vaishnavi, noble character, very peaceful and accomplished with everything they did. And or everything she did. And they had 13 children together and had a good relationship and were very close. Um, and then, um, yeah, there's not a whole lot of mentions of her, what she did. Usually it's just in relation to Bhaktivinoda Thakur, just like he went to this place and she came with him or he went to this place and she didn't go with them. And mentions of when they had children, like one time she uh, gave birth to a son who died a month later and then our father died a few days after that, and that was a difficult time. And he waited, um, it said that he waited to tell her that her father died until she had a few days to process or deal with the grief of losing a or losing her son. And then, so he waited till she seemed recovered enough that she could handle that as well. Um, and then there's, um, of course, there's the story where um, there was some yogi named Bisakusen who was pretending to be Vishnu, saying he was Mahavishnu, and he had like this whole temple built for him somewhere out in the in the country and had a bunch of followers and he had some yogic powers and um he was threatening to he was gonna like start an army to kill or destroy the british and kill the king and everything and so bakhtivino takura sent with some police to arrest him and uh it's a long story but basically when he brought him back he was put in jail before he was brought to court and he was threatening the yogi was threatening Bhaktivinoda, you know i'm going to destroy everything you know you have or everything you hold dear and he's like just go home and see and so when Bhaktivinoda Thakur came home his daughter was extremely sick but he was like i don't care and like they brought some doctors and she was fine that evening but uh Bhagavati was worried about safety of their family so she was pleading with him to just, you know, just let him go before he destroys our family. And he responded, yes, let us all die, but this rascal must be punished. Um, and then after the uh, Ishaka Shane was convicted, uh, somebody came up and just cut all his hair off and then he lost all his power and no one was sick anymore after that. Um, yeah, because everyone was getting sick before that, even Baku no Takur. Um, then there was a mention of there's uh, the chief secretary of Bengal, Sir William Duke, used to visit, and uh, Bhagavati would feed him lunch, a lunch of pori, luchi, which is, as far as I could find, was poris made of all-purpose flour instead of whole wheat. She would also feed him sweets, and um, said that he, Bhaktivinoda Thakur never took formal sannyas. He did take Babaji and lived in seclusion. So later in his life, he took Babaji and lived in seclusion away from his wife and family. 
Um, yeah, so, but they were together for a very long time, very close. And um, uh, there was, oh yeah, there's a mention of Bhakti Vinod Thakur asked her to place their son Bhimal Prasad in front of Jagannath and uh, a garland fell from Jagannath onto him. And they both never let their children eat anything that wasn't Prasad. And then I saw a blog post somewhere that mentioned she likely chanted 64 rounds every day because you can see there's a picture of her where she has counting beads and it shows that she had 48 complete out of 64 or something. But I couldn't find that picture anywhere. So I don't know where um, what they're referencing. But I did find a couple pictures of her I can put in the chat. Um, see yeah the first one is their family i think she's on the right I, I don't know if she's middle right or top right on this one um but yeah that was everything i could find it was kind of hard to find much information on her um, yeah, that was everything. I don't know if anyone has anything else on that. Most of my information just came from the Seventh Goswami book. Thank you, Governor Ayam Prabhu. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. This was super interesting. And, and uh, she's the kind of person that we hear sometimes kind of mentioned together with Bhaktivinoda, but it was so nice to, to get uh, that you collected this information that you that you were able to find. Mm -hmm. Does anybody have anything to add? Maybe maybe somebody knows something more that that Gornarayan Prabhu didn't didn't find for this presentation. There's uh, this is Swami Ashram. There's one thing that um, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur shared. This was in Mula Prakriti's book, um, Srila Prabhupada, our Srila Prabhupada, friend to all. This was a, uh, a story recounted by Nayanananda Das Babaji, who I briefly met one day on the Parikram Marg in, in Nabadweep in 1980. And um, th um, this was after the devotees had returned from Europe and uh, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Prabhupada had gathered um, a large group of his disciples together. I don't remember the occasion now. I'd have to look. But he um, he said that you know we we uh, made this effort and it didn't uh, we, it didn't bear the fruit we had hoped. He said, but the thing is, on her deathbed, my mother. Re this is a Bengal you know Bengali mother. You can imagine the the how her son felt this. On her deathbed, my mother reminded me of my father's instruction to um, take Krishna consciousness outside the boundaries of India. Hmm. So he was feeling the weight of this, you know, and then he said, so we weren't very successful this time, but I will tell you this, the next one of my disciples who crosses the ocean will bring the entire world back with him. And when he said that, he was looking, uh, Nayanananda Das Babaji said he was looking directly at uh, his friend Abhai Babu, Arshila Prabhupada. So he was feeling the weight of this like deathbed instruction from his mother. 
and who was simply sharing, you know, uh, reminding him of the instruction that he had gotten from his father and spiritual master, Bhaktivinoda Thakur. So she sounds like she was a powerful Vaishnavi indeed. Thank you. I, I really, you. I really loved Gornarayan's presentation. It was really nice to see a young man telling us about a Vaishnavi, one of our moms. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks Thank for you. adding that too. Thank you, Maharaj, for for, for adding this and and for that. Uh, maybe. Uh, Maybe, Sakyarati, do you want to say something about Gornarayan's uh, presentation? Yeah, it was lovely, really, really nice. Also the, the thought you had before, like that you decide to, to speak about her, it was very thoughtful and beautiful. And uh, yeah, when I, when you came to Madhavan and we meet, I, I was thinking, hmm, maybe it would be interesting to hear something because you're a devoted sincere sincere bird. So it was very beautiful to hear from you. Thank you. Gornarayan Prabhu Ki Jai. Thank you very much for this. Next will be Radha Madhavadasi, uh, who will speak in Spanish. So Kali Jugapavana Prabhu will be translating into English. And uh, let's see if we can make this work technically also. So it might take a little while before we figure it out. Hare Krishna. Are you escuching? Sí. Now we're still hearing the, the Spanish, we can't hear the English. Okay. Bandeham, Sri Guru, Sri Juta Pagamalam, Sri Gurum Vaishnavancha, Sri Rupa Sagrajatam, Sahagana Ragunatam Vitam, Tasajivam, Savitam Savam, Paritan Sahitam, Sri Krishna Chaitanya Evam, Sri Radha Krishna Padam, Sahagana Lalita Sri Vishakam Bitam Cham, Namam Vishnu Vaja Krishna Prestaya Utale, Sri Mateva Tikatulananda Chariaiti Namine, Pranamami Guru Deva Padam Dati Prampasaram, Kavikirtango Urava, Paje Vaje Janme Janme, Nama Krishna Parma Prestaya Patita Vatsalatmane, Pimalata Tvairat Maharunayatena Maha. Namo Mahayaya Krishna Prima Prayate Krishna Krishna Chaitanya Nanda Gaura Tisinamaha. Namo Ramanya Evanya Gaura Manastaya Shaktyagat Hitraya. Krishnaya Gundaya Namanamaha. He Krishna Karuna Sinduina Vandujagat Pate Gopesha Vidiga Kandaradha Kantana Mastute. Tabata Kanchana Gaura Ngiradhe Vrindavanet Varivirisavana Sutiyavi Pranamami Haripriya. Sri Krishna Chaitanya Pravuniti Ananda Sri Avita Sri Gara Sri Vasai Gaurava Kaurinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare um, Buenos días a todas y a todos. Yo estoy un poco nerviosa. <laughs> um, pero pues el tema que decidí tocar hoy, eh, como brevemente, es 
eh, el concepto de Bayan y decidí tocarlo como por un interés personal y es que en general desde que yo vivía en el templo eh, se hablaba de Bayan como un momento donde los devotos encontraban a cantar como de una forma muy tranquila y también así Está bien. Ok. Eh, y también se habla de Vayan como un ejercicio de adoración a Krishna, así como muy ligado con el Archana. Entonces, como que me surgía un poco la pregunta porque también había escuchado como de votos mayores, eh, de mi propio guru y de otros devotos, que eh, teníamos que el vayan era un poco como una meditación, ¿sí? eh, e instalar como una especie de teatro en nuestro corazón, ¿sí? donde meditar en los pasatiempos de Radha y Krishna. Entonces, por esa razón fue que elegí ese tema, espero que no sea algo muy pretencioso. Eh, básicamente... Para poder explicar esto, me basé en el prólogo que hace eh, Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati a la edición en bengalí del libro de Srila Bhaktivinoda Kur del Sri Vayan Rayasya y algunas partecitas del Vayan Rayasya, porque no me lo he leído completo, más algunas explicaciones eh, de preguntas que le he hecho a algunos de otros, como mi guru de entonces, pues inicialmente, eh, la Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati dice como que normalmente se confunde y se suele confundir el vayan con la adoración o el archana, porque a los, de, a los devotos neófitos se nos ha dado ese método como para acercarnos a Krishna. ¿Mm? Pero dicho acercamiento eh, es muy externo y parte de la adoración reverencial, ¿sí? y no de una relación íntima con Dios, que es el objetivo que nosotros tenemos dentro de Gaudiya Vaishnava, que es tener una relación eh, con Radha Krishna, que si bien es cierto, como dice Sri Rupa Goswami, dentro de las nueve ramas de la devoción, que son Sravana, Kirtan, Smarana, Padasevana, um, Bandana, Dasya, Saka y Atmanivedana, todo eso hace parte del Vayan, en sí mismo son como formas de hacer Vayan parcial, ¿sí? pero que nosotros tenemos que aspirar a un vayan completo, es decir, a una meditación que busque intimidad, una relación íntima con Radha y Krishna. Eh, parte del énfasis también que hace Srila Bhaktivinoda y Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati es que cuando nosotros realizamos archana, ¿sí? de una forma reverencial, nos mantenemos, por ejemplo, muy apegados a la material, al cuerpo material, y dicha adoración se mantiene dentro de los cuerpos burdo y sutil. Mientras que en el Bayan, que es una realización de un seba con intimidad, que es un seba con intimidad, eh, hay un sentimiento de posesión, ¿sí? que se llama Vishbambaraseo. Entonces, para lograr hacer un Bayan, un bayan completo, um, se, debe lograr, se debe intentar estar absorto en Radha y Krishna 24 horas al día. Por eso, justamente el libro del Sri Bayan Rayasya está eh, dividido ¿Sí? en los ocho llamas, ¿sí? que están identificados a su vez con los ocho pares de nombres de Krishna en el Mahamantra, con el Sikshastakam y con ciertas realizaciones que se, pues, que se exponen a lo largo, por ejemplo, del Sikshastakam, ¿no? para llegar a, 
a Prema. Por ejemplo, Swami Tripurari, Sirla Tripurari, en el Sixastakam, que fue como una de las influencias que tuve para decidir abordar este libro, pues para pedir permiso y, y leer este libro, eh, nos habla de cómo en el primer verso se recogen como eh, todo el proceso por el que atravesamos hasta poder eh, desarrollar Prema, y así cada uno de los versos nos va guiando a ese momento. ¿sí? Entonces, eh, justamente pues la idea de poder hablar de vayan de un vayan interno, pasa porque nosotros podamos descubrir los secretos íntimos del Vaya, que es un poco lo que pues, el nombre en sí mismo eh, dice en este libro, es la eh, Bhaktivino Thakur. Eh, dice que los secretos íntimos están ocultos en cada llama, si en llamas son como preceptos éticos, eh, también acá se dividen en ocho partes como momentos del día, entonces el primer llama ¿sí? va de 3 y 30 m a 6 de la mañana, el segundo de seis a ocho y media, y así sucesivamente más o menos con hora y media eh, de diferencia, salvo en otros momentos de, del día. Entonces, creo que no va a alcanzar a abordarlos todos como para profundizar en esos puntos, pero, por ejemplo, en el primer llama, ah, bueno, y también se invita a que cada uno de esos momentos de, del día representan unos ciertos pasatiempos entre Radha y Krishna, ¿sí? Y es menester como que nosotros los tengamos en mente. Eso dice, por ejemplo, Sri Naraya, y yo en algún momento le pregunté a mi gurú sobre eso, porque creo, pues porque no, no me quedaba muy claro si sencillamente era como meditar en esos pasatiempos, en esos momentos del día, y, y él hablaba un poco de manasiseo, y es como nosotros lo que sí podemos hacer, es intentar recordar dichos pasatiempos para que en nuestros momentos del día podamos realizar nuestros distintos seos, ¿sí? ya sean como cuestiones físicas, Sí, o también en la meditación profunda a Radha y Krishna. Entonces, por ejemplo, en el primer llama que se llama Pratamayama Sadhana, se, habla, se llama Nishantavayan, y lo que se habla ahí principalmente es de Estrada, que ya sabemos que es como el primer paso eh, para nosotros eh, poder acercarnos a Dios y es tener fe. Y la fe, eh, como decía Swami Tripurari, es como algo que llega como por misericordia, es una revelación, no es algo que logremos nosotros porque tenemos los medios para lograr fe, sino que la misericordia de algún devoto nos permite tener estrada. Ese momento va de 3 y 30 AM a 6 AM y corresponde al primer eh, par de versos, que es el Hare Krishna. ¿sí? Entonces se habla que el canto del santo nombre con fe destruye la ignorancia y limpia el espejo del corazón. ¿no? Entonces, como igual se habla en el Sixastakam de Sirla Tripurari, entonces está el Chetodarpan Amarjanam. ¿Sí? Y como vemos, igual en ese primer verso, verso se desglosan el resto de versos. Entonces siempre, por ejemplo, el resto de llamas va a corresponder a una parte del primer verso y a un verso en sí mismo del Sixastakam. Eh, hablo de esto como parte importante para entender que es el Vajam, porque igual les me va a acabar el tiempo y no alcanzo a abordarlos todos es porque ahí nosotros, uno, vamos entendiendo cuál es nuestro lugar, nuestro lugar real en el proceso, ¿sí? porque es importante comprender en qué momento estamos para esforzarnos, o sea, no creer que estamos más arriba, ni tampoco bajo una idea de, de, de ego falso y de falso humildad, creer que estamos más abajo, hay que situarnos conscientemente en el nivel en el cual nosotros estamos, Sí, y porque también es importante eh, retomar estas, como estas relaciones, porque son todo el proceso que se nos ha brindado para que podamos 
realizar eh, el proceso de llegar a desarrollar prema o activo amor puro por Sri Sri Radha y Krishna. Entonces, por eso es como importante revisar cada una de estas partes, porque nos está diciendo qué hacer y cómo hacerlo, ¿no? O sea, no solo en Sri Vayan Rayasya, sino por ejemplo en el Fixastakam de Sri La Tripurari, nos están diciendo, ¿no? Cada cosa como debe ser, o sea, el fuego eh, que nos extingue, porque surge de nuestros deseos materiales, que solo se extingue con él. Eh, por misericordia de Dios, etcétera, entonces nos va explicando realmente cómo todo es el proceso, ¿no? Cómo nos vamos purificando, cómo vamos desarrollando más gusto eh, por el santo nombre de Krishna, etcétera. Eh, no, pues yo tenía como explicación un poco más de, de cada uno de los llamas, pero voy a terminar con una cita eh, y una pequeña cosita sobre el Manasaseva, que es como pues según la instrucción de mi gurú, el nivel en el cual yo podría participar para ir desarrollando un vayan, ¿no? O sea, como cada vez una, un servicio real y directo a Radha y Krishna. Entonces, la cita dice, el vayan también es el servicio de lo que debe ser servido, vayanilla tatua. Aunque el concepto de eso, que debe ser servido, encuentra un lugar en los corazones de los hombres, en muchas formas diferentes, siendo la revelación de la forma de eso, lo que debe ser servido es el puro corazón limpio, es el mismo Señor. Nanda Nandan Krishna, el Aquila Rasan Marita Murti, la encarnación del néctar de todos los rasas. Y pues eso para finalizar, como pensar en que uh, si uno revisa las biografías de los grandes acharyas, se habla mucho de que ellos realizaban manasa o manasiseo, que era siempre estar pensando, no importa en el lugar en el que estés, o sea, pensando como nuestra vida con, pues, moderna, que es andar de un lado para otro haciendo mil cosas, como incluso cualquier cosa que nos toque comprar en la calle una fruta y tal, mentalmente ofrecerla primero en el corazón, eso es hacer un seo, ¿sí? en algún aspecto fortalece nuestro vayan, que es nuestra meditación en Krishna, que no sea completamente pura, y nos permite como tener una relación más directa con Dios, sin pensar que solo en lo externo y en el murti o en ciertas cosas, pues está, es posible hacer eso. Hare Krishna, y Banchakalpa, Tarubacha, Kripa, Sinduyadabacha, Kutitanam, Panevio, Vashnavio, Namunamaka. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Radhamada Dasi Radhamada Vedasiki Day. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, Shamananda, do you want to give some appreciation? Yes. Um, thank you for the class, Radhamada, um, and for the translation, Kaliuga Pavana. Um, yes, this is. Uh, Uh, thank you for the like reminder about the eight periods of the day and its connections with the stages of bhakti. And um, it's it, it's like nice to hear that you're that you're excited about these things and wanting to like. Uh, my my guru Maharaj is saying that we should we should try to put this in practice as much as we can. Like it may not be very much, but like you say, like. You kind of try to get into it and then you see where you're at and you do it as much as you as, as is possible for you so thank you for the reminder of this i also like this class very very much and and i i really loved how how you had prepared for this and you had picked up the, the, out the quote and and also the way how how enthusiastically you were explaining 
which didn't make it easy for Kali Yuga Pavana Prabhu to, to translate. And, and, uh, but it was very uh, enlivening just to see you speak and, 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 uh, and imagine all the kind of things that, that perhaps which weren't picked up in the translation, but that, that flowed from your heart. So this was very beautiful. I appreciated it very much. Now, I'm a really bad person in many, many ways. And one way is that I remember I asked you to, you, the, the people who have been speaking already to, to speak, but did I also ask somebody else? Govinda Mohini, I think. Oh, yes, yes. Please forgive me, Govinda Mohini. Could, would you like to speak next? Jai, buenas tardes. ¿Se me escucha bien? ¿Me escuchan? Jai, buenas tardes. ¿Me escuchan? Bueno, voy a empezar con los pranam. Om Manyanati Miranda Syajyanyanjana Shivataya Satsuru Militan Shemasimai Vigura Venamasa Panchakalpa Taruvyasha Kripa Sindhuvya Evacha Pratam Pramatibhaisha Nadiyomana Vayatantya Chopankur Mamamano Verlati Matarvapa Padamba Radamamo Vindaya Tulasi Devi Preyaya Kesavastika Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Bueno, buenas tardes a todos, donde se encuentren. Bueno, muy agradecida por permitirme este momento. Quería resaltar la importancia del capítulo 4, verso 34 del Bhagavad Gita, donde Krishna nos habla de la importancia de recibir las bendiciones de un guru, de lo que es tener a un guru en nuestra vida, de lo que representa un guru. Y bueno, Krishna habla muy enfáticamente en este verso y le dice a Arjuna, Tal viti, rani patema, paritrasnena, te vaya, uparekshanti, te nanam, nyaninas, patua, dachinarpa. Significado es tan solo trata de aprender 
la verdad haciendo un espiritual. Hazle preguntas de modo sumiso y préstale servicio. Las almas autorrealizadas pueden, pueden impartirse este conocimiento porque han visto la verdad. Bueno, en este verso Krishna nos aconseja seguir a un maestro espiritual para poder acercarnos a la verdad absoluta. Nos dice que los videntes de la verdad pueden impartirnos este conocimiento porque han tenido la experiencia directa de este conocimiento en su corazón. En este verso se condenan tanto la, la adhesión ciega como las preguntas absurdas. Uno debe acercarse para conocer la verdad y la adhesión ciega muchas veces es una especie de, de fanatismo que nos impide acercarnos a, a la verdad. Y las preguntas absurdas o preguntas mundanas eh, no son adecuadas para, para acercarnos a un gurú. Él no, no está capacitado para instruirnos sobre eso. Nos debemos acercar a un gurú para instruirnos sobre la ciencia espiritual, sobre la realización del ser, que se fundamenta en tres aspectos fundamentales y principales que son ¿Quién soy yo? ¿Quién es el Supremo? ¿Y cómo nos relacionamos con el Supremo? ¿Cuál es el Sambanda o la relación con el ser supremo? Aquí sí es importante un maestro espiritual, porque nosotros no conocemos, no, no, no nos sabemos relacionar con el Ser Supremo, no sabemos quiénes somos, ni quién es el Supremo. Y necesitamos de un Guru que tenga realización directa en su corazón. Entonces Krishna en este verso nos da las tres cualidades que debe tener un discípulo para acercarse al maestro espiritual. Que es Tanipatema, Pariprasmena y Sevaya. Tanipatema, la primera aplicación, nos habla de acercarnos con humildad. Porque si uno se acerca de una manera arrogante, lo más probable es que no haya beneficio real para esta alma. Y entonces, cuando el gurú ve la actitud correcta en el discípulo, él lo bendice. Pero cuando no ve la actitud correcta, allí no va a haber un intercambio de corazón. La segunda cualificación, paritrasmená, es hacer las preguntas adecuadas. Preguntas que tengan que ver con
están escuchando? Hola, Aribol. Aribol. ¿Eh, ¿Se escucha? Aribol, ¿Sí? sí. Perdón, perdón, perdón. Perdón. Eh, perdón. Y tú debes decir de la segunda visitación, perdón, pero que no me estaban escuchando. Triguru debe ser versado con el conocimiento último, el conocimiento que nos lleva a la realidad última del alma. Entonces, debemos aprovechar ese conocimiento y hacerles preguntas que ayuden a nuestro beneficio, que al beneficio de todas las almas estén en la búsqueda de la realización de la y la tercera cualificación es Gaviá. Si se dan las dos primeras, la tercera cualificación surge de manera natural, que es el servicio al maestro espiritual. Y lo servimos porque él es el medio transparente a través del cual el Supremo se manifiesta en nuestras vidas. La ciencia del Bhakti Yoga es la ciencia del servicio devocional. Y el servicio devocional son aquellas actividades favorables que sirven para satisfacer a la personalidad. El maestro espiritual nos va a entrenar en esta ciencia del servicio devocional, de cómo, de cómo servir al Supremo. De una plataforma recta, teniendo una compresión adecuada, y teniendo una práctica consecuente con nuestra vida. Aquí, este, según Swami Shimaiti Vaisha Maharaj, la interacción entre un discípulo puede verse como un intercambio de fe y como a través del incremento gradual del servicio, según las cualidades y el adicar del. del el discípulo, el discípulo comienza a vincularse con el gurú de una manera más amistosa. Y menciona como eje de la relación entre gurú y discípulo, por un lado el gurú alimenta la fe, y el discípulo practica Eva y Saranagata. Y así se cultiva el bhakti. Bueno, en esta codificación en este proceso de cualificación para, para ser buenos discípulos, es donde, donde me encuentro. Y por eso quiero hablar hoy de esto y, y orar para, para conseguir o para que se manifieste el, el gurú y de digno, aunque siento que uno muchas veces no, no tuvo gurú genuino es por parte del aprendizaje parte del aprendizaje y del desarrollo de las cualidades de un discípulo este, es una enseñanza de Krishna para que sigamos este, fortaleciendo la fe y sepamos apreciar sobre todo se vamos a apreciar a los habitantes. Así que 
todo esto es visible también eh, por esa gusana. O sea, te agradezco muchísimo este espacio que me hayan permitido decir estas palabras y hacer unas glorificaciones. Thank you very much, Govinda Mohini. Govinda Mohini Dasiki Day. Gornarayan, do you want to say some uh, appreciation for Govinda Mohini? Um, cut out partway through. I couldn't hear what the translator was saying, but um, for a certain part, but for most of it, I, I like just how um, fervently she was speaking about the need for the guru and the value of the guru. Um, and I, it sounded like very a lot of personal conviction there. Um, and what she was saying. Thank you. Thank you. I, I also liked how, Govinda Mohini, how you had uh, so nicely prepared for this lecture and, and chosen one verse that you brought out these three, three different, different aspects of how to approach the Guru. It was very clear and very, 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 like, like Gornarayan Prabhu said, very filled with, with conviction. So it was beautiful to hear. Uh, did I forget anybody else? How is it, Rasana? Actually, I gave a little speech during the Nishim Hachatudasi at our home. So I prepared some story about Rasad Maharaj. Uh, so I did the lesson. <laughs> Very good. Very good. We are, we are running out of time for today. But uh, I'm very happy that that you all uh, really kind of of uh, took to this challenge. Govinda uh, Mohini, Maharaja, Sakyarati, Radha Madhava, Gornarayan. It was it was beautiful to hear your your realizations and to hear you share Harikatha with all of us. Uh, I was hoping it, the, this last session would be so beautiful as it was. So I'm, I'm very pleased pleased with this. Uh, I also want to offer my, my sincere dandavats at the feet of all of the Vaishnavas here. Uh, to Maharaj, to Padmanabh Maharaj, and of course to our Guru Maharaj for uh, engaging me in this service. Um, I thought it was uh, an interesting challenge to, to, to speak about how to speak and then to, to engage you as well in it, in this mini lecture series. Uh, I'm very grateful to Padmanam Maharaj for, for having forced me to do this. He didn't need to force me too much, but, but at least to, to, to have engaged me like this 
I hope I was able to be of, of some service to all of you. And uh, I hope that uh, you will all continue attending these uh, Tatva Viveka classes. There are so many nice classes. Yesterday we heard Gurunista's story on Arshana Siddhi's uh, interview series. And uh, tomorrow there'll be a, uh, a new lecture. Oh, no, no, there's still uh, Shamananda, your, your last part is tomorrow, isn't it? Yes. And then, of course, on, on Sunday is, is Guru Maharaj. And then the lectures go on. And this is beautiful that we have a chance to, to hear something every single single day, whether it is every single evening as here in Finland or another time of the day. So I hope that we will all uh, keep meeting each other in this way, in this Tatoviveka lecture series. So thank you all very much. Jai Mishnupad, Varangasaparavrajakacharya, Stotarasatashishimad, Bhaktivedanta Tripuradvigo Swamaraj, Laburadevki, Jai. Join it to the Pravishtam Mishnupad, Bhaichananarvinda Bhaktivedanta Swamaraj, Laburadevki, Jai. Join it to the Pravishtam Mishnupad, Bhaktivedanta Swamaraj, Jai. Jani Telepravishtam Shnupad, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati Goswami Maharaj La Prabhupada Kurki Jai. Jai Gurki Shodas Babaji Maharaj Ki Jai. Jai Satchidananda Thakur Bhakti Minod Ki Jai. Jai Bhagavati Devi Ki Jai. Jai Vaishnava Sarvama Shlachukanathas Babaji Maharaj Ki Jai. Jai Gaudi Vedantacharya Shlapalali Bidibushan Prabhu Ki Jai. Jai Vishnu Chakrati Thakur Ki Jai. Jai Shiniva Shamananda Narottam Ramachandra Ki Jai. Jai Krishna Skavraj Goswamaraj Ki Jai. Jai Vyasavata Shri Vrindavandasta Kurmashai Ki Jai. Jai Shri Rupa Sanatana Bhattar Gunata Shri Jeeva Gopala Bhattar Prabhu Ki Jai. Jai Namachar Shlaharadasta Kurki Jai. Jai Rai Ramananda Arigaur Parshtavrind Ki Jai. Jai Premsagor Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gradhara Shri Vasari Shri Gaur Bhaktarinda Ki Jai Jai Shri Antarvip Maipur Samantarvip Antarvip Kolarvip Retudvip Chanadvip Mandyadvip Modaradvip Kodamadvip Rudaripatmakashri Navadvip Dham Ki Jai Jai Shri Shri Radha Krishna Gopakabhaka Govardhana Dvadashavanathmakashri Vrindavan Dham Ki Jai Dvadashaupavan Ki Jai Jai Shamkunda Radhakunda Ganga Yamana Tulsi Bhaktadevi Ki Jai Jai Shri Purushottam Dham Ki Jai Jagrita Ganath Valadev Subhadra Sudarshana Ki Jai Jai Bhakti Vigna Vinashna Karshin Shingade Bhagavan Ki Jai Jai Bhakta Bravara Pralad Maharaj Ki Jai Char Vaishnava Sampradai Ki Jai Char Vaishnava Chari Ki Jai Char Dham Ki Jai Char Veda Ki Jai Grantaraj Shimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai Akara Mataraj Shri Chaitanya Matki Jai Tariya Shakamasthasamuha Ki Jai Shri Chaitanya Sangha Ki Jai Anand Gudvaishnava Vrinda Ki Jai Bhuvan Mangal Harinam Sankirtan Ki Jai Samagata Gaur Bhakti Vrinda Ki Jai Gaur Premanande Hari Hari Sriman Prigupad Prabhu Ki Jai Jai Thank you so much for this series and for everything Thank you. Thank you.